I've got a question for you. What is your superpower? Like, if you're a small business owner, if you're a coach, what's your superpower? Likely has something to do with what you're coaching around, right? That's what you're really good at helping people with. Probably something that comes from deep within your heart. Like, when you think about it, it makes your heart feel really happy. Like, you know deep down inside of yourself that you can help people with that, right? I can bet something else with near certainty that your superpower is not being a salesperson. What do you think? Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it wasn't for me either. Yet, I still had and have a career that totally revolves around sales. Ironic, huh? (sighs) And I've had a life because of that that's almost felt like I've won the lottery. I mean, it's been amazing. And that's the power of sales. But there's a huge contradiction in that. If your superpower is not sales, and yet as a small business owner, you need to do that selling thing to make your business thrive, there's a bit of an oxymoron going on there, right? So that's what today's episode is all about. How do you get great at sales without being a salesperson? Welcome to the Next Level Sales Podcast, the podcast where sales, spirituality, and business come together so that you build your dream business, accomplish big goals, and make the world a better place, one conversation and one client at a time. I'm your host, Jesse Quinby Hearns, and after 20 years of having thousands of sales conversations and coaching hundreds of business professionals to multi-six-figure incomes, I am a firm believer that if you identify with being a kind-hearted individual who has big goals for yourself, yet you don't identify with being a salesperson, it is absolutely possible for you to build that thriving high-ticket coaching business while still being completely in alignment with your values and your authenticity. It is absolutely possible to bridge the gap between selling and creating your joyful, abundant dream life. So I'm here to inspire you, motivate you, and share stories to show you how all this is possible. It is a wonderful journey, my friend, and I am so glad to have you here with me. With that, let's get to today's episode. I don't think I've ever shared this story, at least not with many people, because The start of my life into the sales world is honestly pretty embarrassing. So what the heck? I may as well go ahead and share it now. I mean, at least now, 20, 25 years later, I can look back on it and laugh. But honestly, it was pretty horrifying at the time. And it's amazing that my life in sales ever got started at all, to be quite honest with you. Now, this opportunity came across my path to take a new role, join a company that was looking for someone to help them in the sales role, 100% commission. So no sales, no rent, no groceries. But I was in a job that was kind of a behind the desks thing. And it was okay, 
but didn't match my desire to live a big life, have a big impact, reach for big goals, you know, do something that was more fulfilling than what I was doing in the job that I was at. So I thought, well, why not? Let's go explore this and see if it's something that I can do, right? And the first thing that they asked me to do before I got the job was to go out and talk to some of the people who were already in the role, right? This is not an uncommon thing for employers to do. Go out, talk to them, see what the day-to-day looks like, talk to them about what the job is, see if you think you're going to like it, and then we'll go from there. Now, the first thing that happened was one of the people I visited asked me to sell them a pen. That's right, the old dreaded sell them a pen. (laughs) I was horrified. I mean, look, I had not ever sold a thing in my life. I had no clue what to do. No clue. My brain went absolutely blank. (laughs) The sweat started on my palms. I'm sure like I was just nauseous. It was horrible, right? And as I'm sitting there, not knowing what to say, not having the slightest clue how to even start this process, my brain is just filled with all kinds of crazy things to say. And so I start to say it. I'm like, hey, it's a magic pen. It's going to do all kinds of things for you that no pen will ever do. Like, what in the world am I thinking? (laughs) But this is what came out of my mouth. So rather than trying to actually sell them a pen, I was trying to convince them that they needed this spectacular magical pen, right? Now, on top of that, I was somewhat quiet and introverted, right? So this makes the whole experience even a little bit more horrific because I'm talking to a very professional person who knows exactly what they're doing on the sales front, who, as it turned out, became a peer and uh, co-worker for many, many years. So um, I don't think I could ever live this experience down again. Now, fortunately, they knew I had never sold a thing in my life. And the company had sales training. So I thought, okay, if I can make it through this, I should be okay. Things are going to be golden, right? Now, miraculously, I did make it through the whole sell me a pen fiasco. (laughs) And somehow or other, I got the job, right? First day, first day, I go up ready to start, ready to start learning, all gung-ho, and find out that the sales trainer has quit. And there's no one to do that beautiful sales training that I so desperately need, right? So my bosses simply give me, they print out a script, they give me this script, they turn me around and they say, you know what, Jesse is better than nobody out there. So there you go, Jesse, take the script, put it to use, go start helping customers. And that's where I started. Day one in the job, 100% commission, not a clue, script in hand, out to meet customers. Wow, I was just petrified. (laughs) I'm sure that some of you can relate to this. I'm sure some of you have felt the fear, the panic, the dread, the nauseousness, the absolute bewilderment of 
that first initial real sales conversation. Can you feel it? Are you feeling, (laughs) picking up what I'm putting down? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I survived. I survived. And I quickly realized that in all of my attempts to use this script, what I found going on is that I was thinking so hard about the next question in this script that I was not even able to receive what the clients were telling me on a question that I had just asked them. What kind of connection was this? This is horrible, right? I'm asking them questions, but as they're telling me what the answer is, I can't even get it. I'm not receiving what they're telling me because I'm already thinking about the next question I needed to ask them. Otherwise, I would receive their answer, sit there, be processing in my brain that next question. It would have been really awkward too, right? So (laughs) this is not really a good smooth and flowing conversation. So the script went bye-bye and I realized I needed to do something different just simply because there was no connection, no real connection with the clients. So I needed that real connection. I mean, I was a, was, am a very heart-centered, really wanting to try and help people sort of person. And so, you know, I wasn't thinking about the sale really at that point. I was thinking about surviving. (laughs) And so, you know, I just needed to do something that would allow me to survive with a little more grace than what was going on in that moment. So, yeah, the script kind of went out the window, but I took from it some of the questions that I really liked. And from there, my conversations evolved. It allowed me to start to really connect with clients in a way and start to understand the sales process and recognize that there's really three key important things. Take all the sales skills, stick them off to the side. If you can get these three things down on your sales journey, it's going to take you a very, very long way to becoming a great salesperson without being salesy, which is what most of us really want to do. I'll tell you, even now, 20 some odd years into being in sales, my life, my career being all around sales and helping other people thrive in sales, I still struggle with the thought of being a salesperson. I do not identify with that label. So if you relate to that, you're going to love this podcast because it is all about how to be wonderfully and abundantly successful on the sales front without ever feeling like you're salesy. So yeah, now, so for the three things that I really will share with you that made such an impact to me. It took me some time to figure it out. Obviously, you're hearing my story of how awkward and stressful my sales start was. But I will tell you, number one, my first recommendation to you, this is very counterintuitive, but it is to remove that sales goal as your objective of the conversation. And you're probably thinking, what, Jesse? What are you talking about? Like, that is the whole purpose of this call. What am I supposed to do if I'm not thinking about the sale? 
And I promise you, take the thought of the sale, making a sale off the table for the call. When you take it off the table, it's going to shift your energy entirely. It's going to shift your mindset entirely. You want to disconnect from the thought that this conversation is about making a sale. Because when you have the conversation, it's ultimately going to lead to a sale on its own, right? Like you don't have to do anything. The conversation naturally winds in that direction. That's why that person's on the phone with you, the call with you to begin with, right? They're interested in what you have to offer them, how you might be able to solve their problem. Whatever the end goal is that they're looking for, that's why they are on a call with you to begin with, right? So take the thought of selling off the table and have a conversation with them. That is my recommendation number one. Little harder to do than it sounds like, but I promise you keep reminding yourself of that as you move towards your sales call and just have a conversation. Number two, you want to ask good questions. This is what evolved from my ditching the script that I had and moving towards asking great questions. Like that is the best way to connect with your potential client is just slowing things down and asking great questions. This is not these surface level things. You want to ask questions, listen to what they're saying, follow up, ask more questions, be curious. I mean, really be curious about what's going on in their life. Why are they on this call with you? What is it that they want to change? There's so many questions and it's even sometimes really hard to have a script because if you have a script, it doesn't allow you to follow the course of the conversation that the client is sharing with you. You want to know their story and their journey. And no script is going to really allow you to ask questions because each conversation is different and unique, just like the person you're talking to is different and unique. And you want to honor that and you want to really get to know their story. So number two is ask good questions. Ask thorough questions. Ask questions that lead from one question to the next question so you can uncover their entire story. And number three, this is a rare one in this world these days, and that's why it's so, so important. And that is to really listen. I mean, listening means pauses. It means quiet. It means some silence. It means honoring what the person has just shared with you. It's thanking them for sharing that information with you. It's, it's, it's interwoven with the whole questions, number two, right? Because when you ask questions, you're going to be listening and then building more questions off of what they just told you. But they call this active listening. I mean, Hopefully when you're on a call, you're using cameras, you can see their facial expressions, they can see your facial expressions, but there's so much to listening and really, really hearing what they're telling you. Now, sometimes the hearing what they're telling you goes a little bit deeper than the words that they say. 
And I hope that makes some sense because a lot of times people will tell you things and what they mean is something a little bit different, which is where those follow-up questions really come in, right? They can be very helpful. So listen, I mean, this world is busy. There's so many electronic devices in our hands. Our attention span is short. And when you have a client that feels really heard by you, you are going to make a great connection with them. They are going to appreciate and really recognize that you're respecting their journey and what they are looking to accomplish. Huge, huge, huge for having an authentic and non-salesy sales conversation that will lead to more sales for you. So number one, remove that sales goal as the objective. Two, ask great questions. Three, listen, really, really listen. Now, yes, of course, you still need a great offer. Like you can do all three of these things, but if your offer's not dialed in, going to have a little bit of trouble selling them still, right? So you got to dial in your offer. You got to really have something there that works well and buyers are interested in buying from you. You still need the vehicle to get them to you. This is your lead generation, things like that. It's great to ask great questions and do all three of these things really, really well. But if you aren't getting new leads coming into your world, it's really tough to have those sales conversations, right? (laughs) And you still need to deliver your clients a great experience and great results with your offer. So this is where you know, you're onboarding clients and they are seeing great success. Those things are all so critical to your overall success of your sales system. You're not going to have a a sales machine if all of these parts and pieces don't connect to each other and flow new leads into your system. Your clients then receive a fantastic irresistible offer, have a great experience on the sales conversation with you, and then experience amazing results as your clients. All of those things need to fit together. That is your sales machine ultimately. But if you're looking at how to really become a great salesperson on the sales call without being salesy, Pay attention to those three things. That's a great start to take you a very long way to not only your client feeling really good about working with you, but you feeling really great about the conversation you're having with them as well. So with that, I'd like to say thanks so much. I hope you've enjoyed this and I will catch you on the next podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, before you go, if this episode resonated with you, I would absolutely love it if you would follow the podcast and leave a review so that we can reach more entrepreneurs just like you who are eager to start selling and fueling their dream business without feeling all those things around sales. And if you'd like a behind the scenes view of my life, hop on over to Instagram.com and follow me at Coaching. Be sure to say hi and let me know you found my podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week, my friend. I will see you soon.